From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right, the new definition of college commentary. Uh, I am Jerry Brooks, as always, your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, and so much more. Uh, well, happy Monday, everybody, and we are back for another week of adventures in podcasting. And boy, are we going to start out hot today. Now, of course, over the weekend... Uh, we heard a lot of Democrats and a lot of the mainstream media on the Sunday shows talking about the whole continuing saga of the mess that is Joe Biden and all those lovely little classified compartmentalized documents with top secret clearances uh, that have been found not only at his office at the CCP uh, Penn Biden Center there in Washington, but also at his home. Uh, in uh, one of his, or one of his homes in Delaware. Now, I mean, of course, you have what the media says, but somebody who I actually trust, who actually has some integrity, that would be uh, one Mr. Cash Patel. And today, on Steve Bannon's War Room, he brought the heat. He brought a lot of heat, and he knows of what he speaks because he is a federal prosecutor former federal prosecutor and worked heavily in conjunction with Devin Nunes and the House Intelligence Committee when he was chairman. So today on uh, Steve Bannon's War Room, Cash Patel brought his insights and everything else that he knows to this whole messed up situation and it makes 10 times more sense than anything you'll ever get in the mainstream corporate media. Now, I'm going to play his whole comments, um, but I will be breaking it up in, p in parts. But the only reason I'm going to do that is because you need to hear everything he says in the context of this whole mess. And I mean, it is a mess everywhere. And he does a much better job of it than I would. So I will simply let Mr. Patel simply take over from here and tell you in part of what's going on. Because actually what I'm going to tell you for the first time, which I haven't said on the air or in any media, this investigation did not start because librarians at NARA came out and said there are overdue library books. Excuse me, you guys forgot to return X. As a former federal prosecutor, as a guy who led the intelligence community, classified investigations don't start there. You know where they start? When you have a crime that you are investigating. You know what crime the DOJ was looking at for the last four years? Hunter Biden's laptop. Mark my word, this classified investigation, will it will be put out by the uh, federalization of the, excuse me, the weaponization of the federal government subcommittee on Jim Jordan when they get the following document. The electronic communication, the EC, just like Devin and I got in Russiagate, that is a singular document of the FBI that says where and when the investigation started. It will trace right back to Hunter Biden's laptop. They will find information on it about China and Russia and Ukraine, which led them to go and search for documentation relevant to that crime, which led them to Joe Biden's door. And that's why I have always said 
when NARA said, oh, we, we're missing one set of documents, I said that is the biggest political cover-up of a crime I've ever seen, and it's going to be a waterfall of documents. Um, and now they've come out. And that leads me to the, the, the intent portion, Steve. The fact that Joe Biden has all these lawyers who are around the documents and investigation, let's put that aside, none of these lawyers are telling him to shut up. He's out there literally lying and talking about consciences of guilt. It's a, it's a federal term we use in criminal trials. I have no idea. I didn't know this was going on. It's like me when I was a public defender defended murders, and, and they were like, they tell the cops, oh, I don't know what happened, and then the cops put out the receipts, and then they put it in front of the jury, and they're like, hey, you lied about it to the world. This guy just doesn't know when to quit, and the fact that they were in the wild for 15 to 20 years is a reflection on his intent. He's going to continuously say he had no idea what was going on for 20-some years as it relates to classified documentation. And remember the intent requirement for classified documents when it comes to being a felony. You simply have to be reckless, which means you have to be doing what Joe Biden is doing right now. Wow, 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 folks. That is just crazy. But you're not hearing that on a lot of media, even some conservative media. Uh, won't be won't be doing anything like that. That's pretty insane. But the beautiful part is there is more, a lot more of what Cash Patel said about Biden, his private attorneys, uh, who don't have the proper security clearances, uh, everything that has to do with the documents, where they were so on and so forth, and people who try to make the comparison between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, uh, excuse me, there are so many differences into this, I don't even know where to begin, but Trump's case is a joke. Biden's case is a hell of a lot more serious because we don't know what's been going on with the documents, how long he's had them, who had access, why weren't they secured, so on and so on and so on. So let me get to more of Cash Patel's comments because it's going to be a good one. Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, along with the fact that this investigation we're going to find out originated with Hunter Biden's laptop. Nobody's talking about that. But as a federal prosecutor, the search warrant should have gone out immediately to every location this laptop and Hunter Biden ever spent four seconds in. Because we are talking about, remember, here's the verbiage in legalese that the Biden administration, let's just take the latest example they're using. They're saying six sets of documents were found. Well, Steve, you know, and I know from my time in government, a set, one set could be a thousand pages. Rarely have I ever seen in my yes. career one set of documents being one page. So what they're not telling us is the amount of pages that have been in the wild. We still don't have that. Unlike Mar-a-Lago, where they strewn all the pages on the floor, I think they probably didn't have enough floor space at the Delaware, at the Delaware uh, Biden ranch to put that stuff down on this 15 acres, because we're probably talking about thousands of pages of classified and confidential material, which is unlawful to have. So for me, that tells me that the DOJ has reverse engineered this prosecution investigation to cover it up to reach a conclusion that they want, which is akin to what they said about Hillary Clinton, the legal fiction where James Comey vindicated her with a legal basis that doesn't exist. They're going to be like, oh, Joe Biden, you know, he could have been more careful with these thousands of pages of documents, but uh, he was just reckless, so we're, we're going to let him go. But the difference here is it's going to be tough to let him go, as you said, when you're talking about 
Hunter Biden taking this information um, off off some of these documents, possibly, and then he using it for pay to play with the Ukraine. And what about the other way? Was Joe Biden compromised by the taking of this documentation and his attempts to utilize it and pay for play? Did the CCP in the Ukraine gain a leverage point of then a sitting senator, of then a vice president, and now more importantly of our current commander in chief? It goes to the heart of our national security apparatus that this guy has kept our nation's secrets in his cereal box at one location that we know about. Well, actually, I should say five. And we're gonna buy. We're gonna find out about five or ten more. You're right. The UPenn library. Those need to be raided. The subpoenas need to go out by the weaponization on the subcommittee for by Jim Jordan. That was the FBI is just not gonna do it. We can't wait to see what Hunter Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's lawyers allow us to look at. It's like CrowdStrike all over again during RussiaGate, where James Comey bend and bend to the knee to CrowdStrike and say, "Hey, nothing to see at the DNC servers. Why don't you guys go take a look and let us know what you find." is a total destruction of justice. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I didn't... Wow. One set of classified documents could be a hundreds, if not a thousand pages. Now, I have to admit, I wasn't 100% aware of that, but man, yeah, they, they've essentially tried to make this... Oh, this is just like... Oh, they found six documents or six sets of documents. It's like, really? How many pages are in each set of documents? Those are questions that have never been asked. They're never, you're never going to find it out by the mainstream media because they're not going to care. They're still into this whole, well, Joe Biden, well, he didn't mean it. And he was just reckless. So we should just forgive him. Bull. Pure bull. Uh, have we continued to forget, folks? And they and the media won't tell you. He, as vice president, as a senator, had zero. I repeat, zero, nada, no authority to be holding these documents. None. So yes. Well, well, he didn't mean to. It's like big deal. Doesn't matter. He is still under the Federal Records Act, these are felonies, okay, and we need to get to the bottom of it. It's that simple. None of this, oh, well, Joe was just reckless. So, intent doesn't mean jack. It's irrelevant, okay? Can you get that through your head, thick heads, folks, if you're a Biden fan or someone who's just like, well, you're just going after him. It's like, no, no, no. The difference between Biden and classified documents and Trump and classified documents is night and day. Number one, folks, to first of all, Trump has Secret Service protection. He had a secure facility to keep his documents. As a matter of fact, he took the advice of the federal government and put an extra lock on a particular room where these documents were kept. So this, well, Trump didn't turn over anything. It's like, excuse me, he was in the facts are, which is really inconvenient for those who are lovers of Biden or Democrats. Yeah, no, he had a, Trump had a secure facility. That's Mar-a-Lago. I mean, that thing is 
well secured. Not just by the Secret Service. Not just with all kinds of cameras and other devices. He had, Trump has his own private security at Mar-a-Lago. So yeah, it was well secured. There were no locked garages, no Corvettes, nothing of that nature in the Trump case. So what you're essentially seeing here is a very twisted tale of two people, Trump and Biden, who certain dark, shady, skunky individuals don't want to run in 2024. I mean, it's not just Trump. Now they're getting rid of, now they're trying to get rid of Biden. And they're trying to do Trump wrong by coming up with some mythical indictment that's going to put him in a legal mess and where he can't run and so on. That's not going to happen. That's just plain not going to happen. Trump's got a much, much better case than Biden could on his best day. And Biden is freaking out. I mean, what are his private attorneys who don't have the proper security clearances going through uh, his office at the CCP Penn Biden Center and his home? Now, of course, over the weekend, uh, the Justice Department went through and found uh, six other sets of documents, which could, which could be hundreds, if not a couple of thousand pages. So yeah, that's something that you don't really hear about. And oh man, yeah, and yes, and I can't wait for Jim Jordan and the weaponization of government subcommittee in the House to subpoena these because the FBI is absolutely useless. And one reason why it's useless? Now, last week, the World Economic Forum met in Davos and in attendance among the Americans uh, happened to be one Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, hanging out in Davos with all these globalists and elites and billionaires and government officials from and heads of state from all kinds of countries. So yeah, uh, so Christopher Ray, how you, how you did you enjoy Davos? Did you get the really cool little swag bag that's worth more than some people's incomes annually? Hmm. No, 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 no. This is this is going to get interesting, and I can't wait for Jim Jordan to just go at it because it's going to make the left completely off of their ever-loving rockers. So, and I'm was glad. I'm so glad I found that. Uh, because Cash Patel is definitely a man in the know more than you could possibly think. Now, of course, a lot of this uh, came, a, a fair amount of this came from Miranda Devine of the New York Post, who has a column uh, dated January 22nd, just yesterday. Uh, and it's just, you know, wow. More great stuff about the laptop from hell and Joe Biden and his panic state. Say, oh, this is nothing. Oh, this is nothing. There's no there there. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot, Joe. You keep right on opening your big mouth, probably against the advice of your counsel. And nobody's going to believe you. Anybody with half a brain anyway, or 
anyone who happens to have a sense of propriety. Uh, no. Sorry. Not going to happen, Joe. And I would love to see the day of reckoning when that happens. Well, hey, I don't know what else to tell you. It's like I might end up smoking a cigar that night. I don't know. But we're a long way from all of that. Now, interesting, uh, right along that very same line, uh, a report that came out uh, that I'm seeing at Breitbart News that Biden, Biden's private attorneys misled the DOJ about classified documents stored at his residence in Delaware. Oops. Yes, my friends, it's pretty crazy. And the whole thing about November the 2nd, when these, when it was supposedly found, blah, blah, blah. Use that as a bookmark. Because from November 2nd backwards, I mean, sure, there was, there was, this, this is no different than the laptop from hell in 2020. It was, the information was withheld. It was suppressed by big tech. They went after the New York Post and Miranda Devine to stop the story. Well, here's another example. The, the fact that they supposedly found this stuff on November the 2nd, six days before the midterms, and led to all kinds of interesting parallels. They didn't say anything, and oh yeah, I mean, yeah, the Republicans won the set, uh, won the House, but a, but the red wave didn't materialize. But that's something that's going to be definitely uh, dealt with, because one of the other big events this week, uh, actually starting on Friday is going to be the RNC meeting over in Southern California at a rather opulent resort to see if Ronna McDaniel can keep her position as RNC chair. Now, the election, I mean, you might not hear a lot about it in the mainstream media, but it is hot. It's just plain hot. It's going to be really goofy. I mean, it's it's rough now. I mean, it's rough now between Ronna McDaniel, Harmeet Dillon, and Mike Lindell, of the CEO of MyPillow. And it's going to be interesting to see if the establishment, and especially some of these state chairs, uh, have their way who've been trying to pull some shenanigans, even the state, of, even Florida's trying to somehow delay this, uh, the voting of these new state chairs so that they can vote for either Harmeet Dillon or Mike Lindell. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. And over the weekend, uh, during the uh, event, there's even been a debate that apparently is going to go through. It's going to be uh, on uh, Real America's Voice and other um other social media outlets, you know, being live streamed, more than likely it's going to be Getter, uh, Rumble, and places like that where you can find it. An hour and 15 minute debate between the three candidates, or should I say the two candidates, because apparently Ronna McDaniel doesn't have time to for debate. Now, this is interesting because this is the same woman who said she's only going to be talking to the 168. Well, 
the 168 are going to be there. You don't have time for a debate? Uh, no. Sorry, Rana, darling. You're actually starting to be really skunky like your uncle, Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are definitely starting to sound like a Romney. Because this is the same type of behind-the-scenes, you know, the establishment wanting what they want, and they're going to do whatever they can to keep the status quo, the failed status quo, in power. So, yeah. So, I'm thinking, you know, Harvey Dillon is definitely picking up an awful lot of support, uh, even from Republican mega-donors. That's pretty, you know, they're like, hey, we want Rana, we, we need change. It's not want anymore, it's need. And with 2024 coming up, a presidential race, you have all of these GOP wannabes, establishment types, looking to make a run at Trump. Good luck with that. I mean, really good luck with that. That is something that is not exactly what I would call a great idea because it seems every single survey and every single poll amongst Republicans and conservatives, and America First folks, uh, Trump is it. You know, I mean, now granted I know there are some really dark money people who are really skunky who are trying to seduce my my wonderful governor the, from the beautiful free state of Florida, Ron DeSantis, to run in 24. Now, even polls have shown that as much as I love my governor, I do, but people still want Trump because he's only got one term. And he can get a lot done in one term because he knows exactly who the, I mean, it's like, yeah, he knows who the swamp creatures are. He knows. And he's learning more all the time. And I don't trust any Republican uniparty type, and certainly not the Democrats, to help get this country back on the right track. And whether you love Trump or you hate Trump, if you're going to just simply ignore the things he was able to do pre-COVID, then yeah, then something is wrong with you. Something is seriously wrong with you. Because if you're more concerned about style over substance, I don't like his tweets. Big deal. Get over it. Because I'll guarantee you right now, you would take his mean tweets over uh, in exchange for three two dollar a gallon gas uh, eggs that don't cost you an arm and a leg at the grocery store and actually having shelves filled with baby formula because even that's still a problem there are still stores that I see here locally where I live that put limitations on how much formula you can buy so, no, sorry, I'm willing to look past the tweets and some of the things that I don't think he ever should have said. I, I, sure, I mean, there are things I wish he hadn't said, but, you know, if you want a pastor-in-chief, fine, you're going to be disappointed. 
And I'm talking mostly to my Christian brethren because and conservatives because if you can't see past what's going on, then I can't help you. I mean, I'm going to do my thing and try to warn y'all, but believe me, there are forces, there are puppet masters out in the shadows who are going to do whatever they possibly can to not only mess up Trump, but they're going to mess up Biden too. And they are going to find somebody, uh, some person that they say, okay, well, you do what we tell you, blah, 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 and just get with the program. So no, 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 no. The whole RNC needs a, a top to bottom reformation and change because I can tell you right now, here, January 23rd, 2023, next year, they're gonna be blue states and all sorts of establishment types, uniparty types, uh, Republican and Democrat, who are going to do whatever they can to keep their status quo, to keep their power, whatever it takes. And frankly, I'm not into that because if we don't get this thing right, if the Congress, especially the House, isn't allowed to do its thing and get things right, then we might as well just, hey, call, close up shop, last one out, turn the light off. And I'm not quite ready to do that to the United States, and I don't think God is, in, is going to do that to this country either. Because as someone who is a follower of Jesus, I believe he still has things for this country to do, and then, boom, you know, whatever happens, happens. So, yeah, I'm not just going to just sit here and just say, no thanks, no, thank you. I'm not into it. Sorry. Oh, yep. What can you do, folks? Um, well, my friends, I'm looking at the clock on the wall, and I think it's going to be time to call it a day today. I thank you for listening. And, of course, as always, if you want to send us comments, questions, shout-outs, even hate mail, I don't mind it. I can take it. You can contact us at inblackandright at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, inblackandright.net. And also, if you want to get the, um, get the audio podcast, you can go to any podcast platform, look for In Black and Right, or look for my name, Jerry Brooks. And you can just simply... Subscribe, sign up, get notifications uh, when we've dropped a new show. So, yeah, we're, we're having ourselves a pretty decent year as we're ending the uh, month of January. And looking, also, we're also doing, uh, for the next few weeks, a fundraiser to see about taking the show on the road uh, to CPAC 2023, which this year is returning to its home in the nation's capital after a few years of COVID. Uh, so we're doing that as well. You can find a link uh, to the fundraiser at inblackandright.net. You just have to scroll down a little bit and you'll find it there. But just briefly, one last note. This weekend was the homegoing service for Diamond of Diamond and Silk fame 
who passed away last week at the age of 51. And uh, from every report I've received, it was a beautiful service. Uh, President Trump and I do believe uh, Melania were there uh, because he he, he loved them dearly and they loved him and they were such a big help in 2016. And their careers as influencers and on social media, I mean, led to, well, even bigger media. They had a show uh, on weekends uh, on Newsmax, Diamond and Silk Crystal Clear. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Silk, and I'm, and I'm bummed over that. And, but I hope she continues to remain a voice, even though her sister, biologically and also as a sister in, in Christ, would still go on in spite of what's happened. But all I can simply say is rest in peace, Diamond. You have you will be seriously missed, at least by this old Tar Heel. And just God bless Silk and the rest of their family. And I can I sincerely hope she will come Silk will come back, even though she'll be a solo voice. But I hope she does because she is very much needed. So with that in mind, my friends, I will simply say so long for now. God bless. Have a terrific week this week. I will see you tomorrow. And as always, remember that patriots come in all colors.